I have a clip I want to play for you. This comes from uh, another PBS series, not the same one I showed last time. That PBS series was, is on, this PBS series is on the Roman Empire, not the Empire of Israel. And this is the portrait of, of what Augustus did for Rome and the way he was thanked by the people for having done so. Augustus not only changed the empire, he expanded it. Egypt had been added early in his career. Soon, northern Spain was joined. Augustus drove across Europe into Germany, and he united east and west by adding modern Hungary, Austria, the Balkans, and central Turkey. These victories employed Roman soldiers and senators and offered welcome distractions to the city's poor. When Augustus wasn't staging chariot races or gladiator shows, he displayed exotic animals, the quarry of Rome's far-flung empire. A rhinoceros appeared in the arena, Asian tigers in the theater, a giant serpent in the forum. One key constituency for Augustus was the plebeian population of all, and that is basically the city mob. You have several hundred thousand folks here who have no jobs, and to put it very simply, who need to be kept off the streets and be kept from, from making trouble, because it's a very volatile and combustible mix there. The volatile mix that made up Rome stayed quiet for the first four years of Augustus's rule. Then, in 23 BC, events took a critical turn. Cassius Dio writes that a series of disasters convinced the people that Augustus needed not less power, but more. The city was flooded by the overflowing river, and many things were struck by lightning. Then, a plague passed through Italy, and no one could work the land. The Romans thought these misfortunes were caused because Augustus had relinquished his office. They wished to appoint him dictator. A mob barricaded the Senate inside its building and threatening to burn them alive, forced the Senate to vote Augustus absolute ruler. The demands threatened to unsettle the emperor's precarious political balance. Augustus fell to his knees before the rioters. He tore his toga and beat his chest. He promised the mob that he would personally take control of the grain supply. But Augustus refused to be called a dictator. The crowd disbanded, but the lesson was clear. Augustus was riding a tiger. To keep order on the frontiers, the streets, and the Senate, was a superhuman task, and superhuman skills were needed. Luckily for Rome, Augustus had them. Then something very fortuitous happens. Halley's Comet shows up, and the word is given out by Augustus, this is the soul of Julius Caesar ascending into heaven. So from this point on, he is called Julius Caesar the Divine. Politically, it became very potent, because what does Augustus do at this point? On all his coinage, on all his 
writings and all his symbols, whatever, he puts out the words DF, son of the divine. And it's really quite an asset in politics to be the son of the divine. They are modern politicians, I think, would uh, be very jealous of being able to do that. Augustus enhanced his pious new identity with stories of his lean habits. It was said that he lived in a modest house and slept on a low bed, that he ate common foods, coarse bread, common cheese, and sometimes even less. My dear Tiberius, not even a Jew observes a fast as diligently on the Sabbath as I have today. I ate nothing until the early hours of evening when I nibbled two bites before my rubdown. Moral change, Augustus began to argue, was the enemy of Rome. He believed that its future ran through its past through the restoration of values he thought had first made Rome great. I renewed many traditions which were fading in our age. I restored 82 temples of the gods, neglecting none that required repair at the time. In public, Augustus led by example. He sacrificed animals in traditional rituals and he re-established traditional social rules. New laws assigned theater seats by social rank. Women were confined to the back rows. Adultery was outlawed. Marriage and children encouraged. To many, Roman society had recovered its true course. The son of a god was building an empire for the ages. find words to adequately describe the advancements of these years. Authority has been returned to the government, majesty to the Senate, and influence to the courts. Protests in the theater have been stopped. Integrity is honored. Depravity is punished. But amid the applause, there were also cries of protest. The emperor's new traditionalism rankled friends and enemies alike. It even rankled his own daughter, Julia. Long a pawn of family politics, Julia assumed that she was exempt from her father's stringent views. She was wrong. And in the coming years, Augustus, the son of a god, would have to confront Augustus, the father. That gives you a glimpse of Augustus and the shadow that he casts over the history of Rome. It also helps us to appreciate some of the backdrop of some of the claims associated uh, with Jesus in the sense that there is discussion about the kind of ruler that exists and the kind of power that he needs to have and have access to in order to be uh, who he is. And what's interesting is the contrast that we get between Augustus, who has all this political power uh, around him and who proclaims himself as, uh, as the son of God in Rome in a capital city of great power, 
In contrast to Jesus, who is born of a peasant family in an outback location of the Roman Empire, with cosmic signs associated with his birth as well. But his use, rise, and reflection of power will be a very different use of that concept than what's going on in the ancient world. And so all this helps to set the context for what's going on. We have this rising Hellenism. We have this almost unprecedented political power in place as Jesus comes on the scene of the New Testament period. And so we've taken our story of Rome up to the point of Jesus' arrival, and now we're going to start the journey into the New Testament period proper. And I'm going to start that today, and we'll finish it on Thursday, and then next week uh, we'll be going through the cultural background of, uh, of all this, uh, how people lived and that kind of thing.